Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Table and Well podcast. This is episode number 29 of season two, Stories from the Table, and we are so glad that you guys are here with us today. Um, As always, guys, please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you like watching us and listening to us on YouTube, you can do that at our YouTube station or channel, which is Table and Well Co. So... um, Today, we're going to be continuing our conversation with uh, Britton Smith, who, again, he is the director of an organization called Pastor to Pioneer. Um, if you listened to last episode, uh, if you haven't, you need to go back and do that. But um, he really gave his story of how he went from being a pastor into pioneering and, and what that looked like for him um, in that journey. And there was so much rich information in that and just content. Um I love this, the section he talked a little bit about his kids and what discipleship looks like now, kind of the paradigm shift, a little bit of discipleship. And even today, we get more into that uh, in this episode, more into that paradigm shift of discipleship. Um, I asked him a question today of a um, like he's been on the road for about five months and just asked him, like, what are some of the things that you've encountered um, being on the road, working with pastors as they're moving from from being a pastor of a of a corporate organized church um, structure into becoming a pioneer of, of home church, small, simple, simple gatherings. And it's just really cool how he talks about just there's common themes throughout. Um, it's that idea of shifting what discipleship looks like, shifting what success even looks like. Um, and so we dig into that a little bit today. Um, one of the cool things, too, that we talk about today is being what we call in the messy middle. It's the new paradigm of discipleship. It's the being comfortable in the I don't know. And what's really beautiful about this is that Brenton is is absolutely walking with people in the I don't know, even when he doesn't know. And the beauty in that is, why don't we ask Jesus about that? What is he saying? Let's do that next. It's not about the man of God or the sage on the stage having all the answers. It's being real and vulnerable and saying, I don't know, let's ask Jesus. And I know I'm supposed to be leading this thing or whatever it looks like, but let's go to God because he knows the answers. I don't know the answers. Let's figure it out. So guys, I'm excited for you guys to see this and listen to this um, as we jump into episode 29 and we listen to Britton Smith as he gives us his stories from the table. True. Man. Um, what's, what's interesting about this is like, I've realized as a former pastor how how difficult some of this transition is. And even what I do now with Pastor to Pioneer is like working with pastors to help them. If they're asking some mm-hmm. of the same questions I was, transition from managing the institution and their role in the institutional church yeah. to pioneering disciple-making simple church movements in their cities. Well, to do that, it's not simply like here's the new tools and here's the new process. So much of it is a reframing of thinking. It's a mm-hmm. mindset shift. It's a paradigm shift. And I'm seeing that even in myself of what you just said, Janelle, of like the messy middle and being, being like admitting that it's easy for a pastor to like, Oh, well I had that, but now this is how it turned out rather than 
I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with you in the middle of it. Yes. Like I'm not going to hide my emotion. I'm not going to like polish it or like I, I was angry, but now it turned out it's, it's like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty ticked right now. Yeah. Like uh-huh. I'm really, I'm you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's that we, we as pastors, I don't think we try not to be vulnerable. I think it's oftentimes the system, the way it's yeah. set up, you just, you just can't be. You can't be fully vulnerable because the way it affects your job and the people and the way they see you. And it's like you can be vulnerable to a degree, but it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things now I'm realizing is I don't have to perform. I don't have to please anyone other than the Lord and my family. And I'm not trying to earn something from them. Right. That there's greater, there's greater space for me to be vulnerable. And therefore I'm experiencing, I think, community in ways I never have before because it's opportunities for me to truly be known and yeah. know others. It was easy for me to know others, but to them, to, to let them into my own heart, it's like, ah, there's some weird dynamics here because you pay me to be your pastor. There's goods and services exchanged. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what are you going right. to like? It just wow. got weird. So now it's, wow, I can just, I can let you in more. And it's still a challenge. Don't get me wrong. Like that is uh-huh. very yes. much a work in yes. process uh-huh. to slow down to say, what am I feeling? What is mm-hmm. going on in there? How do I let you into that? And mm-hmm. I'm learning that, but I'm realizing those are just, it's like one of the many paradigm shifts mm-hmm. myself and other pastors mm-hmm. just, you, you, you need to go through to step into something different. Yeah. And that's, it's a long process. I wish it was like a three month. <laughs> right. That would be great. Yeah. Process, but it's not, it's, it's not. Yeah. Well, I think it's, oh, no, go ahead. I, no. I think it's letting, letting people into the, I don't know. Hmm. Like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know what to do with how I feel right now. I don't know if this is going to end well or not end well. Yeah. I don't know. And and that's where we're going to live together is in that I honestly don't know. Yeah. Even though I spent a lifetime of being the guy who was supposed to know. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was going to say the same thing. It's Somehow. like being paid on staff. You're supposed to have the answers. And so you can't, it's, this is even, a, it even doesn't feel right to even say this anymore, but you, you feel like, and almost expected to not ever say those words of, I don't know mm-hmm. whether it's um, inferred or maybe blank, you know, blatantly told you that to you where you, mm-hmm. you know, you always know. But it's this idea of, like you said, the way the system has been kind of created and set up to where, whether on purpose or not on purpose, whatever, but you're, that system has you here and you have to quote unquote perform Mm -hmm. to, to the here to give the answer or to have the wise saying, or to be the sage on the stage of the, you know, that saying there and, and what you're doing now is the exact opposite of that. Um, is, is you're, you're in the middle of it. You're in the messy middle. You're, you're walking with people and walking with them through their, I don't knows along. And you both don't know at the same time and mm-hmm. you're walking with them through that. And mm-hmm. so, but you're not alone. Like the right. message becomes, but yes. you're not alone there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting talking about disciples too. And that idea of, I don't know, it's like there was a season where the disciple making was, I'm going to disciple you how to, <laughs> how to pretend like, you know, or how to, (laughs) you know, how to hide what you don't know until you do know. And then, then we give God the glory and then, you know, or we cover it up with like, well, but God is good. (laughs) Like, I don't have a clue what's happening, 
but God is good, you know, and, and humanity is the story of, we don't know, yeah, but God does. Yeah. Discipling and following Jesus is, I don't know, mm-hmm. but you do. Yep. And I'm going to trust that you know where we're going. I'm going to trust that you hold my tomorrow and all those feelings that go along with, I don't know, we're going to do those together. And even Jesus came to do those with us. Yeah. I mean, he knew so his good. plan the entire time. Right. And yet, and he knew what he was redeeming, but yet he didn't fix any of it. He's like, yeah, I know, you have no clue. Come on and just walk with me. Yeah. It's so, yeah. I'm rewatching The Chosen and that's kind of, I'm in season two, kind of going back through it. And that's that, and they're in that theme right now of the like disciples arguing, don't know what's going on. And Jesus is just like, I'm still here. It's okay. You, there'll be a time to, to figure it out. But right now, just chill and I'll walk with you through this. Um, and so I'm curious, Britton, kind of as we, you've kind of hit on some of the things that I, I, that I would love to, to kind of dig a little bit more into, but so you're, you're on the road, you said 18 months and um, visiting different pastors that are moving into this new area and this new thing. So what has that been like for you? Um, just what have you seen on your travels and, and walking pastors through this journey of, um, the, I don't know the messy middle of like, okay, I know there's more, but I don't know how to get there. And so what have you seen? What have been some of the things that have really kind of captured you a little bit and on, on your journeys and your travels? Yeah, it's good. I've, I stepped away from being a pastor 18 months ago. I've only been on the road for five months. Okay. Sometimes feels like 18 months, (laughs) but, uh, only only five months, only five months. I know it's, it's, we've seen a lot of the country so far in those five months. And, it's been a gift to connect with a lot of a lot of pastors, a lot of ministry leaders, a lot of people pioneering a new work in in their area, in more simple ways of being the church. And it, it's there are a lot of common themes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them are really trying to work out what you're saying. Of like, it's weird not having all the answers. Like as a pastor, you're expected to go up to the mountaintop, mm-hmm. hear from God, and bring it down to everybody mm-hmm. else. It's like this is what the Lord's saying. And now how to organize those people into accomplishing your own vision. And I did that all the time. Like I didn't realize this is I, I often put the vision above people and, and I'm talking a lot of pastors like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, we do it all the time. Like that's how we get stuff done. Like Mm -hmm. it is, here's the box you can fit. Here's the cog in the wheel that you can, you can, you can fit. And we see people for the value of accomplishing our vision. Now, maybe we wouldn't say it that bluntly. I don't know that I would have ever said it that bluntly, but it, that's what I did. And I know mm-hmm. there's other pastors that have done that. So now walking with pastors, uh, former pastors, they're walking in this freedom of going, I don't have to know what God's asking of you or you or you to do. Oh, that's good. Is I can simply walk with you and help teach you and encourage you to say, what's Jesus saying to you? And how do I encourage you and help you to go do that? Yes. So it, it's just like way more freeing. It's way more empowering. Now it's tough because we're used to having this control and like making it look a certain way. And a lot of times we have to get comfortable with, well, that's not how I would do it. Or <laughs> I wouldn't make that choice. But it's but the burden's not on me anyway. Yeah. So it's right. way more freeing. It's like, I don't know. Like that's what Jesus is saying. Go do it. So there's so many pastors that I'm walking with that are in different phases of stepping away from their role in the institution. Okay. And some of them have already stepped away. Some of them are like 
just stepping away. Some are contemplating, should I? Some are trying to figure out how do I leave in an honorable way? How do I have conversations with my elders? They're all across the board. And if I've, I've realized my temptation is to make it easier on me is I want to have a formula. Here's a one size fits all. Do this, then do this, then do this, then do this, and boom, you're good. You're done. Like, yeah. Step into this. And the Lord's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the way it works. So <laughs> as I've been on the road, just sitting with people and hearing their story, it's like, wow, God's had you on such a unique journey. I wonder what's next. Mm-hmm. I wonder what your next step is. Not your 10 steps. Or not. I wonder what your next step is. You should ask him what that next step is. And then go do that. And so some of them have been like, it's a six month exit process. Some are like, I need to have these conversations with this elder. Some of them are, I need to go this route. Some are, it's all different. And to, to have them know, like the Lord is in it with me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, he's, he's walking with me. It's not this, a lot of times as pastors, we, we're used to, I'm going to go up. What's God's marching orders. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to go do that. And right. when I've done that, now I'm going to go back and get more marching orders. Rather it's, He's literally with me in this. Yeah. And it's not just about the performance. It's not just about taking next step. It's about being in intimacy with him and walking with him. And he's just going to direct my paths as we do that. Yep. Like I think that's just one of the biggest things I'm noticing with a lot of these these pastors and these people that I'm connected with along the way. But as they step into that, oh my gosh, like the freedom, the mm-hmm. freedom that they feel. Mm-hmm. Um that they didn't even realize the oppression that they were under in the role as a pastor. It's just like, Oh, Mm -hmm. it can be different. Mm -hmm. And this joy, this joyful journey of walking with Jesus can be so life giving Mm -hmm. rather than this burdensome obligatory duty that I'm paid to make certain programs and vision happen within the church. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. So so good. good. Yeah. Cause I, I think about that journey and I'm curious how many people, how many pastors have you worked with that part of the, that mindset shift is that like, it's not, it may not be a beautiful vision. (laughs) Like it may not, it may not impress anyone. It's probably going to make people question my sanity maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, when I'm, I've been the guy who has has been responsible for making it make sense and look pretty <laughs> and to look pretty like, that, oh. oh my gosh, that's so true. I, I was just talking with a, a former pastor about this last night. We were, we were mm. hanging out and we were talking and how we both had to come to this place of saying, if all this change impacts is me and my family, mm. that's enough. Come like, on. even if I don't see, tens and hundreds and thousands of people come to the Lord and all these simple churches planted and this go from all across the world, like across the country and across the world. <laughs> if I see none of it, if I don't even see one more planted, mm. is that enough? And, and for both of us, we're like, we had to come to the place of realizing, yes, the transformation in my own heart mm. and in my family's lives, that alone is worth it. Now, I think God's gracious and I, we've seen multiplication in these other ways. But no longer am I driven by that success or those numbers yeah. or mm-hmm. it's, it's like, I just want to be faithful to the simplicity of what God's put before me. And mm-hmm. that's enough. He'll take, yeah. he'll take, care, He'll take of care of the rest. Somehow wildly enough, it was, it was enough in an ax. <laughs> like, 
like it was, quite, a, it was enough. He then. wasn't. He didn't leave with like, okay, guys, like here's here's the plan. Here's, the plan. here's a multiplication. Here's your plan. program. This yeah. is how we multiply this thing. Like before I leave, we need to have a meeting. <laughs> here's the pyramid. Here's how we make this yeah, so happen. Get the white. Get the whiteboard get the whiteboard out. Whiteboard out. Draw the pyramid. Yeah. He's like, here's the tablet. Look. <laughs> he he. Yeah, he left actually with he left them with more questions than answers. That's right. It's like, and I think the key is though he gave them a lot of questions, and then he gave them the spirit. Yes, say, right. Wait till you close the power on high, and then like boom, spirit comes, and, and now they're walking. But that's like because it helps, it empowers them to walk yes. in connection, intimacy with Jesus. Like yep. that's what it is in it's real not time. This, like yeah. robotic in real time, in yes. real time, right on. Yes. yes. Not in one time and then go do that by yourself for a while. And then when you, when you run out of knowing what to do, come back. Yeah. It's so we. Oh man. It's, I, it's funny because I still fight that in myself. Sometimes it's like, Janelle, we are, we'll be talking about something and then I'll just, and she's like, well, we need to pivot here. And I'm like, no, God told me this, like, three weeks ago. And so this is what we're supposed to be doing. Cause this is what I know it to be. This is where I've kind of set myself and it's like, but that's actually not where we're going right now. And so I've, I've really personally had to work on that, like understanding that it's in real time. It's not the one time right. revelation that I got. Like you said, go up on the mountaintop, let Moses and come back down with the 10 commandments and say, okay, mm-hmm. this is how we're going to follow for the rest of, you know, eternity. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's like every day, every week, every couple of days. It's like, right, Lord, what are you saying now? Mm-hmm. Where am I going now? Is is this still the direction you want me to go? Um, and that's, it's honestly, it's, if it's not your lifestyle, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. It reminds <laughs> me, we took a dear friend on a hike uh, this last weekend and she's losing her sight. And we took her on a hike mm. that with full sight, you don't, you don't lift your eyes from the ground because you will trip. Like it just, there's wow. rocks and yeah. there's roots, uh, roots and, and like, inclines, declines. It, yeah, yeah. Huge inclines and declines. And, um, and she's just got this giant adventurous spirit. So we're like, let's do it. But it was literally step by step. And the Lord just spoke to her so clearly because she could not see where she was going, but it wow. was one step at a time of, okay, put your foot here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now put your other foot here, but I can't see where you want me to put my foot. Okay. Then let me show you where to put it. Yeah. And it was just this like, Six inches drop It'll here, probably four teach inch drop here. All three of us for the rest oh, of our yeah. lives. Yeah, three inch drop Come here, on. six inch drop there. We kind of kept getting our incline and decline and left and right mix of it. Go figure, you know. But <laughs> but it was just this like like that is walking with the Holy Spirit. Like, can I trust? Mm, right. And she had no idea where she was going. She couldn't even see mm. what she had experienced until we showed her pictures yeah, later. So we videoed and took pictures, and so the yes. night that night we got home and we showed her video and like this pictures. is where this you is were. what you did. This, this is, is what the you terrain. Did. Uh-huh. She couldn't. She couldn't see anything more than the step in front of her. Right. If that. Yeah. Right. And so, um, she, I don't know. Just as yeah. a reminder of that, like may we walk with Holy Spirit like that. That's right. Like where Amen. you may be taking me. We took her to the top of the highest waterfall. The side of the Rocky the side Mountains. Of the Rocky Mountains, you know, and it was just, will you trust us and will you go one step at a time? And so, so good. Maybe we say well, yes I to love the invitation. That. I love that. And I think so much though, it's like when we walk in and step with the Holy Spirit as pastors, we think, okay, it's, it's for the power to go do stuff and produce and mm-hmm. perform. 
And so much of the work of the Spirit, right, to the fruit of the Spirit is to make us like Christ. Are we growing in Christ's likeness? Mm-hmm. That's been a big shift for me on this journey of sometimes the Lord's going to direct me in things that are, don't appear fruitful on the outside, are more difficult, that are not the way I want it to be, because his end goal isn't for me to produce more stuff, yeah. but for Christ to be produced in me. Mm. And that's that's been a game changer. And so often with these these pastors that we work with, is a lot of times it starts out like, how do I leave? And what does it look like to step into something else? And it's like, what's the spirit doing in you right now? Because what mm, comes out good. then is actually all of these fears of, I'm afraid that God's not going to provide. I'm yeah. afraid I'm going to be a failure. Or what comes out is, um, you know, it, things in their marriage or uh, identity stuff. Mm. There's so many things that come up and for me in the past, I would have like blown past all that. Like, okay, we got to get after it. Like, how are mm-hmm. you going to leave? Like, how are you going to start doing this rather than pausing and saying, no, the spirit, it, walking in step of the spirit also means growing in the fruit of the spirit. So why, what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why are you feeling that mm-hmm. way? Hmm. What does Jesus want to say about yeah, that? Come on. And what do you want to do now in light of that? And I, I've just seen the Lord in my own heart and, so and other folks' hearts making that like, wow, Jesus is really unearthing things that he wants to unearth so that when we walk forward, we're walking in a greater maturity in Christ likeness mm-hmm. rather than just I'm making more disciples and I'm starting more churches or whatever mm-hmm. your measurement yeah. might be. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. Those things will come, mm-hmm. but are we, are we mm-hmm. in the, in our heart seeking to become more like Christ, letting him do that work of forming Christ in us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's the call. And that's what, that's what, Jesus asked us to do that. That's the call. It wasn't building churches. It wasn't doing the programs. It wasn't that it was growing in Christ likeness, having the character of Christ is like, this is raising up to the maturity for the maturity of the saints. This is what it looks like to be a mature Christian. It's, it's like a follower of me. This is what it looks like. It's not Mm -hmm. all the things that we've put, like you said, how we've labeled or put Mm -hmm. success on, which, you know, at the end of the day, we always make, because we're human, we always make it more complicated than it really is. And we just made it more complicated. Mm-hmm. We continue to make it more complicated. And gosh, I'm just so grateful that what he cares about most is that, is is just the being with. Yeah. Like he, he is not totally. concerned about what all the things we can get so concerned about down the road and being mm-hmm. successful or making something, whatever, whatever. Like you said, like, multiplying like well i don't know if i'm really multiplying and you know i'm not seeing the numbers that i once <laughs> saw like i don't have an answer for that right now and i was thinking about as you were talking britain like your three boys mm-hmm. like there was a point where you would have traded those three boys and the legacy in them and the multiplication they will naturally bring because that's the kingdom and that's how he created humans yeah. is to be fruitful and multiply and you would have given up that multiplication to see it in your lifetime and that the multiplication right. you right. you will likely never see, but by the by the discipling you're doing now, the fruit you will bear will be immeasurable, both in quantity and in quality. And that's where I, we have I to get right. beyond. Like, may it not be in my lifetime. Yeah, and may I be okay yes. with that. And, and I think that's. I think that's the part, the heart that Paul had, you know, when you guys are talking, it makes me think of, I think it's like Galatians 4, 19, 20, it's somewhere in there 
where Paul says, like, I am in the anguish as in childbirth again right now until Christ is formed in you. Mm-hmm. And that was his job that Christ would be formed in them. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying, Janelle, too, is like my, my, my mentality is shifted to may that start with me and may that start with my children. Yep. That my mm-hmm. kids would have Christ formed in them and then naturally will multiply into other things. But that could take a long time for that multiplication to happen yeah. with my kids. But that's that's my desire. And then it goes back to me as like am, to what we talked about earlier about modeling. Am I modeling that? And mm-hmm. you know where it says in Second Corinthians three, it talks about um, we with unveiled faces as we behold the glory of the Lord, um, and we as we gaze upon Him, we are transformed into His likeness from one degree of glory to the yeah. next. It's mm-hmm. like as we gaze upon Jesus, we then are transformed into His likeness, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, Am I modeling that for hmm. my children or am I busy? Because before I'd be busy doing ministry, yeah. doing this stuff, praying for people, preaching, doing this stuff. But am I modeling for my kids first and foremost to gaze upon Jesus, to yeah. talk about Jesus, to listen to Jesus, and then like Christ before me. And then again, obedience out, out of that. Yeah. Um, right. That's been a huge shift for me that I'm still trying to figure out with my kids. That's so yeah. fun. It's a, it's, it, and it's a journey. It's, 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 it's a continual journey, continual growing in that. You've been listening to the Table and Roll podcast, new episode stream every Tuesday. To begin your journey to relational health, go to tableandwell.org forward slash IRH to join our intro to relational health lab. This is our free four week mini course where you will learn skills and practices that will transform the way you engage with relationships. So for more information or resources, go to tableandwell.org.